Welcome back to Drinking During Business Hours. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to them. I hope they're doing well. (laughs) We hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing well, too. I'm doing not too terribly. Yeah, we're we're okay, right? Like, you you got really sick, and then I got sick. I think I got you sick. You got me sick. Well, who knows how we, you know. I mean, you got it first. We're sick anyway. We're sick. We're just sick. Yes, you know? I was. I was pretty sick actually, and I don't know yeah, how it happened. You had the flu. I didn't have the flu. Yeah. I just had a little cold. It was just you know. I, of- I started feeling crappy on mm-hmm. July third when we went out to Dantana's, and then July fourth, I thought I had COVID. Yeah. Turns out I did not have COVID. Yeah, COVID. No. That's good. And then I got better, and you got sick. And we couldn't have a guest on the podcast. And we our we last episode, we did not have a guest so we, because we didn't want to infect anybody. Yes. And so it was just us, right? And we only infect each other. We only, in- and we, we hope romantic. we don't infect the listeners, and we hope nobody listening <laughs> is actually sick right now. We hope, we hope y'all are good. We hope. We, we picketed this morning. We did. We, uh, we picketed uh, as uh, proud uh, SAG union members. Yes. We went out and picketed Paramount Studios and... Walked in line. We got there really early and yeah. it didn't matter. It was, it was just packed. Masses, it was there masses was, of people. And it actors. made me proud and a it choked me yeah. up. It and, was cool. You know, when you are a member of a union in this country and you exercise your collective bargaining rights, to me, it gives me that same choked up feeling as when I get to go vote. You know, yeah, it's one of those super duper American privileges that yeah. we have in this country to be able to bargain collectively on behalf of workers. And it's just a very I, I proud liked how we thing. all just is like amalgamated into one this morning. Like there were some really like charactery actors. Yeah. There were some really famous actors. There were some famous folks out there, there were, sure. Um, you know, stunt people there, there were, were writers I mean, yeah, with writers was, guild just, signs we it was all, all solidarity yeah, and everybody it, you in know, flip-flops yes and, and if you if you and if you love your entertainment the listeners if you love your entertainment don't be afraid to write to the producers in the studios and tell them to treat the writers and the actors fairly well, it was cool. Everybody, you know, driving by, honking, and yes. showing their support. It shows you how many too. people with sad cards there are. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I know there were a lot of people. So, um, but hey, what are we drinking? So today we're drinking. Actually, we're drinking one of your favorite grapes. We're drinking. Yeah, we're I, drinking Sauvignon Blanc. It's not very sophisticated, but I just like Sauvignon Blanc. They, they, I just look, do. There's some amazingly good Sauv Blancs that yeah. sell for fifty, sixty, eighty a bottle, so yeah. it can be very sophisticated. This isn't one of them, but it's damn good. This is Firestone uh, Sauvignon Blanc from Santa, Santa Barbara, Barbara and what a lot of people might not know about Firestone, interestingly enough, is Firestone was the very first estate winery in Santa Barbara County. And I'm from Flint, Michigan. Firestone, the family, yes. invented the automobile tire. Yes, they did. So, and, they kind of and that is the same family. They're yeah. far- farmers at heart. Yeah. And they started Firestone Vineyards and they also Firestone cool tires. And yeah. Cool history. So, we're drinking so Firestone Sauvignon Blanc today. It's a special wine and we have a special guest. Yes, we do. We have a very guest. special guest. Give someone, a warm round of applause, everybody. Yeah, yes, warm round of applause. Someone that I've wanted on the show for quite a while, but she's so busy and. 
you know, finally. Um, but uh, it's just so incredibly excited to have actor, comedian, writer, Brooklyn Jones. Yes. Hey, guys. Hey, thank hey, you for hey. having me, man. Thank you so for, much fun. This thank so you cool. for being here. We, uh, yeah, I was tr- trying to think today. We go back now. Yeah. Um, I, we met at the lab through Shantae Wyans. Wow. Yeah. We Shantae do was having. She was have yeah. she had that really cool little mm-hmm. show in the lab. Yeah, shout out to Shantae. Yeah, Shantae yes. boy, she's crescendoed. Yeah, oh, well, we yeah, knew she sure. would. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, I was kind of shy, and I approached you like you just slayed. <laughs> you were so so powerful. Thank you. Just a powerhouse performer. Thank you so much. And so I approached you that night, and you know, just like I think just you're good. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and you're like you were so cool. You're like oh thanks. And and then we just stayed friends and yeah. then I became a, you know, I'm, I'm a comedian, but I became a producer just yeah. to get spots for myself. Right. Hey, you got to. Exactly. Got exactly. To. And Make I had your own you, content. That's yeah. right. And I have, I had a little bar show, the little bar show that could at the <laughs> Oyster House in Studio City. Yep. And you were in that show and you slayed. And Thank then recently you. you were at my show in the lab, the Bottle yep. Shock. Yeah. Bottle Shock comedy. And, yeah. and, and I, oh my God, you were so incredibly good oh wow Man, thank you so i really much. i thought you were best of the night you do, oh thank you yeah. oh yeah you got me all gassed up in here well that's saying a lot because i was on that show <laughs> yeah sorry rich just saying Brooklyn gotcha. yeah no you were just uh yeah so let's i you know but this is thank kind of the you. first time we're getting to know each other yeah like sitting down talking yeah so, yeah that's yeah cool so, so where are you from? <laughs> I'm actually from Brooklyn, New York. That's where I got the nickname from because okay. um, when I first moved out here, um, I had such a strong Brooklyn accent. Like, I still have a Brooklyn accent, but it's, it's softened up, you know, because yeah. I've been here for about nine years now. But when I first... Got out here. I was just, I had a strong accent. I had a strong attitude. I was just like Brooklyn all day. So, nice. yeah, people would forget my name and they, and I was just so Brooklyn y. They'd be like, yo, Brooklyn, come over here, you know? So and it, it, it kind of stuck and uh, it became a nickname and then it turned into a stage name. Uh, so then I used, yeah, that's not my real name, but it, it may as well be now because nobody calls me by my real name. Do we talk about your real name? We don't have to. Okay. <laughs> I get it. It's, I, I get it. like having a stage name because it kind of differentiates my life you know what I mean so mm-hmm. like if somebody calls me by my real name I know that they're like a family member or uh. I still use it like sometimes if um comedy's not paying the bills the way I want them to I might take like a little side job a little side hustle sure. I never use my comedy to. name in like a corporate world I use my real name because sometimes I don't want them knowing my business like you don't that, want to cross know? over yeah. I totally get it yeah so oh, yes. I don't want them knowing who Brooklyn Jones is and like looking me up and yeah. seeing me talking shit about them on uh, right which we do <laughs> no, on I, yeah. like this bitch is at yeah. my job I, no. I do the nice. same thing you know because I work under Rich Chastler but yeah. if I'm ever going to do something on the side I hire it really well and I go by Richard yeah I (laughs) (laughs) no but like if people google my my uh, given name they'll find like the most basic person the most basic Facebook the most basic LinkedIn I'm so boring like my real name is so boring and then you look up like Brooklyn Jones and it's like like, alter ego what I'm like Hannah Montana out here in these streets (laughs) (laughs) what what part of uh, Brooklyn are you from I'm from East New York, Brooklyn. So it's it's the hood, man. It's um I, I think it's getting a little bit fancier now, but it's like right next to Brownsville. Uh-huh. Um 
very like deep in the cut. It's like the last stop on the three train. Oh wow! So yeah, shout out to East New York. Yeah, people are like that's a part of Brooklyn because it sounds like a suburb or something like East New York, but no, it's actually a neighborhood called East New York. East New York, and that's where I'm from. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also from Long Island. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're a New York person? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's always good for me to be in that, to have New York in the house. It's always a vibe. Like, a lot of times you can tell when a person is from New York because they just have, like, a, a vibe. It's, it's a little aggressive, even when we're not trying to be. Like, when I first moved here, people will always be like, why are you so aggressive? Why are you talking to me like that? And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm just talking. Right. It just yeah. comes off so aggressive. Just it's like I'm yourself. talking at people. Right. And I'm like, I don't mean it like that. I'm like the softest, sweetest person on the inside, but I come off so aggressive because I'm from New York. Well, what? it's, oh, may I, because you're very self-deprecating in your set. And do you do that yeah. purposely because to kind of maybe like you're you're internally trying to offset like maybe you're thinking your people think you're aggressive so you you self-deprecate right right away? No, I honestly am just telling the truth. Uh, I'm talking about my life. You know, I'm talking about what I experience, what I observe, um, where I am in my life at the moment. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to like um, dim myself or anything. I'm just talking. I'm just telling my truth. In the right. moment, you're so you know? damn likable. <laughs> Thank you. You know, and you're you're very disarming, like an affable. Like as soon as you take the mic. And like that first joke, it just everybody just ah, oh, they just kind of melt into oh, you. Thank you. You know, wow, interesting. That's sweet. I, I I appreciate you saying that because you know, like as a person who's doing it and in the moment, you don't really know how you're perceived. You don't really know how people are receiving you. You can't see yourself. You can't step outside of you and, and look back and see. You know. So uh, I appreciate your feedback. Oh yeah, to know, like, yeah. What other I, people see it's interesting. Yeah. Have you? And you're an actor too. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a fairly new actor. Um, I've been taking acting classes. You know, I'm studying seriously. Good so, for yeah, you. I've been studying with Anthony Gilardi. Um, I haven't studied for a, a while. I took I took kind of like a little break because acting classes are not cheap. No, no. they're not. So you know, I, when it's... I when I can, I take acting classes and I take like little workshops or whatever, mm-hmm. and you know, try to it's study and, and polish my skills. But I'm a fairly new new actor so um most of like the the on tv stuff i've done is like commercials so right. my first commercial i ever booked was a pepsi commercial which was pretty cool yeah Fantastic. So, and that was union or non-union it was non-union, non-union pepsi? yeah i was very disappointed oh I'm like, this yeah is a huge huge company oh, why yeah. is this not union you know oh, what i mean they all I, are non-union I, now. you know most I'm, of the commercials are yes, non-union. yeah yes. i'm a union actor yeah and it makes me sad because i need money yes likewise and everyone's like you just have to book that one national commercial yeah. one they're not booking they're like here's three thousand dollars right because it is national but not but they're not running them for 12 and 14 cycles anymore more. They're running them for one, maybe two. Yeah, and they're so not giving you residuals. You're not getting not that seventy, eighty thousand in residuals that you would. There's still like three or four SAG commercials that you know it's hard. I, I it's really going to be hard to get them now because right now during the strike, the only thing that SAG actors can do right now are like commercials. So as like a non-union, yes. they're not going to be looking at you me could for do soap commercials operas. and soap operas. Soap yeah, soap operas. Yeah, that's it. Soap Bring the stars. soaps back because they canceled a lot of the soaps. And I was like, I started. On a soap opera, I love bring soap them back. Operas. Man, all my children was my jam. Back right, then. I was on all my children. You on my I was. Children? I probably <laughs> saw you because I was obsessed with <laughs> I that was show. On it for years, I used to watch that. I used to watch Passions. Oh, with that I little, with that Passions. little uh, doll, yes. Timmy. Yes, <laughs> and you know it's funny when I was in um, high school, uh, they used to shoot all my children. 
I think and passions right down the street from my school. I'm I'm old as hell. I might not look it, but I know we're the same and, age. And um, I used to when when me and my friends would come out of school, we would go down the street and and stand outside to see if we could see like the the actors from from the shows. We would see right. them on the train sometimes. Like I'd be on the train on my way to was school. Was this Zoetrope? Who? I, no, I was I'm, I'm like, asking if it was Zoetrope Studios because that. I don't know what the name of the studios was. Gotcha. I went to Martin Luther King High School. Oh. So it was on 66th Street, you know, by Lincoln Center. Sure. And sometimes I'd be on the train and sitting across from me would be like Adam Chandler from all my children. Right. Right. Yeah, that was ABC. Chandler. ABC yeah. is right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Adam used to always walk across the street from our school because he didn't want to be on our side because he'd be like, hey, Adam. <laughs> we were like really annoying That's teenagers. Oh, he loved so the attention. You know see, he like, did. soap stars walking down the same street as us. We're on our way to school and they're on their way to like shoot their soap. Hey, <laughs> that used to be such a big no deal. Make no mistake about stars. it. Soap stars, they're just like us. They are. They're just like us. But you know, like as a kid, we were so excited. We were yeah. like, look, I was Dixie. I wasn't even close to a soap star. I was just an under five, they called it. What's you know, that? it under means five, five lines or less. Oh, damn. I said I, under five episodes. You're like, it, no, under five lines. Under five, yep, five lines or less. And, I, and they had me doing all these roles. I'm like, pretty soon people are going to recognize me as doing all these different like, roles. Like, wait a minute, that's the I was nurse like, and the bartender. Exactly. Right. I was, they I, wait, recycle I was a flight you. attendant. Wait a second. Yeah, they do. They, they, they recycle, recycle you. Like, I know my first yes. acting, my first professional acting job was on a soap opera doing an under five. Wow. Yeah. They can't awesome. recycle the way they used to because people binge watch now. Yes. Because like before I was I remember I was watching a, an episode of Law and Order um SVU and one of the actors on there in an early episode, she played like the perp. She was a rapist. She raped some dude, right? And then like <laughs> I don't know, five seasons later, she was the DA. I'm like, hey, they, that's the rapist they from season will, two. Yes, 100 million percent. I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. I, I'm a crazy Law & Order fanatic. Oh, are you? Yeah, I moved show. back to New York. I actually moved back to New York in 2001 to get on Law & Order. Well, I still have hope of being on there. They're so late in the seasons. I'm like, one day they're going to cancel this Lynn show. Lynn Kressel's still but doing I, it. I want to do that show so bad. I don't, I, do I don't even care if I'm like an uncooperative witness. It's like, I don't talk to no cops. I, like, I just want to do something. I, like, I hear totally you. Uh, casting people from Law & Order SVU, uh, call me, please. I, a, I need to be on there. I thought you were on there. I was not on there, and be, I'm so sad that I wasn't. Because you had posted a photo of you and Mariska Hargate. Yes, I did meet Mariska Hargate. And we kind of had like this little teeny friendship going for a few minutes. So that's why um, you saw me. It's such a long, weird story. I'll try to tell you the shortest it's version a that I can. great photo. It is a great photo yes. of me and Mariska Hargate. So basically, one day I was homesick. I was sick like you guys. And uh, you know how like Law & Order just plays all day on like all, USA? Are you Nothing kidding? else. It's just all Law & Order. Chunk, chunk. you all day. I talk about chunk, chunk. That's all I want to yeah, hear so is I, I chunk, like, chunk. Yeah, so I'm like <laughs> sick as a dog. I'm sitting there and I'm like too weak to even change the channel so i'm just like watching law and order all day oh, so and lucky. i just realized that olivia was just so freaking dope i'm like i love she her she's amazing ass. right benson so, is real she's yes. the shit <laughs> yeah so um i start to feel a little bit better i'm like i want to know more about this lady so i go online and i google her and I'm like, wow, she's really cool. I, I think I love her. So <laughs> I, I find this website. It's like, I don't know, Mariska.com or something like that. Right. And, I'm, and I'm clicking on pictures. And one of the pictures, you know how you click on a little thumbnail, opens to a bigger picture. One of the pictures didn't do that. It went to email. 
So I'm like, well, I'm in the email anyway. I may as well just email them and tell them their website has got glitches on it. So I'm like, hey, great <laughs> website. I just want to let you know that something's wrong with your website. When I click on it, it took me the email. So I'm just letting you know. But other than that, it's an uh, awesome site. <laughs> and Mariska Hargitay, is, she rocks, okay? Mariska Hargitay rocks, right? The next day, <laughs> I, get, <laughs> I get an email back like, hey, thanks for letting me know about my website. I'll let the webmaster t- know. By the way, you rock too, babe. Love, Mariska. Oh. So I'm like, I emailed back and I'm, I'm like, going online. <laughs> no, I'm like, that's not funny. You shouldn't be pre- pretending to be Mariska Hargitay on the internet. That I'm, I'm telling Mariska, if I ever meet her, you, you don't pretend to be other people. And she writes me back. She's like, no, it's really me. And I'm like, oh, crap. You should have never told me that because now we're friends and I'm emailing you every freaking day. So I started emailing her. <laughs> I was such a weirdo. This was a long time ago. I, I was young. It. I had no life. So I was like emailing her. I would just email her out of the blue. Like, hey, girl, what you doing? And I say like funny stuff to her. Like, she was my old friend. I just like email her funny things. If if an episode came on, if I had feedback, I would email her like, girl, what was up with that episode today? <laughs> like I remember one time there was an episode where like the black people were just talking extra black to the point where it sounded comical. And I'm like, whoever's writing your black people's dialogue, you need to, you, y'all need me over there because y'all not doing it right. You know, black people, you can't just throw in bees and ain'ts in the middle of, in a middle of a sentence and think you're talking black. Like these people sound like old slaves and I don't like the way y'all make black people sound. So she writes me back. She's like, you're hilarious. Right? So then one day I email her something really dumb and she emailed me back. What is wrong with you? Right? (laughs) No LOL, no nothing. So I'm like, okay, this lady thinks I'm crazy. I'm never emailing her again. Like, by this point, I was better. So I'm, like, back at work and everything. So sometimes I would email her from my work address. Like, I don't, she I guess really I didn't give a shit about like my a, job. Like a pen pal. Yeah, I'm, like, yeah. emailing her from work. Sometimes she write me back. I remember one time she wrote me, Happy Easter. I'm, like, oh, Marisha's I mean, my you, friend. You definitely have a rapport online. That's <laughs> what you. That's what a rapport is. Right? Yeah. I need yeah. this email address. I, yeah. I, I must She's have it. She's responsive to you. Yeah. So I, I must have this email address. It's a two-way relationship. Yeah, until she said, what is wrong with you? And I was, like, ooh, she thinks I'm crazy. So I'm never emailing her again. And I, I t- cold turkey stopped emailing her. Never said another word to her, right? Two, three week, weeks later, I'm at work sitting at my desk, you know, just BSing. It was like after work hours. I should have been gone. I, it's a lucky thing I was still there. I'm sitting there and, and someone asked me, asked for me by name. And, and I'm hiding because I'm like, it's after work hours. I'm not doing any work. And then the girl in the cubicle next to me is like, she sits over there. I'm like, oh, God, this big mouth person just <laughs> gave me away. Now I'm going to have work to do after hours. So I stand up to see who's calling me. And I look over and I see a lady, a man. And a person who looks like a cop. And I'm like, holy crap, the cops are here to get me. Because I had done something um, not so savory a couple of weeks before. And I thought the cops... I was running from the cops like two weeks like before that. There's a story upon a story upon a story. Yeah. I want to get to the second not so savory story. I'll tell you what I did. It, was, it wasn't really. Story. Yeah, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what I did after this story. But I, I was running from the cops like two weeks before that. And I was like, holy crap. The cops found out where I work. And then I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Why does that cop look like the cop from Law and Order? And I look closer and I'm like, holy crap, that is her. And she's like, ha, it's me, Mariska. She's like, ah, you didn't think I'd find you. She's like, see, I'm a detective. I found out where you work. And I'm like, what wow. is happening right now? And she comes up to me. She gives me this big hug. And she's like, you know, I um, I just had to meet you. She's wow. like, I, I, your emails bring me joy every day. Like, I look forward to your emails every day to the point where I started telling other people on set. And they would knock on my trailer door and ask, did that girl email you today? And then we sit around the computer and read your emails and crack up. <gasps> 
because you're so freaking funny. And you stopped emailing me and I just wanted to find you and and put a face to the emails. And she's like, I just love you so much and you're so hilarious. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was shook. I was shaking like a leaf. I'm like, "Is, is this real? And she's like, what are you doing right now? And I'm like, nothing. I'm off work. And she's like, how would you like to come hang out with me? I'm like, okay. So she sweeps me out of my job. This is like a fairy tale. Yeah. It's my fairy tale. Yeah. So we go You're living my dream. Yeah. So we go outside. I'm standing next to her. She takes off running down the street. I'm like, where the hell is she going? She stops. She's like, come on. I'm like, okay. So now I'm running. I don't even know where we're going. I'm just running behind Mariska, right? There's a precinct across the street from my job just for... Your, your mind. I'm running. She's like, holy shit, we're going the wrong way. Go back that way. So she turns around. Now I'm running. She's behind me. So now it looks like I'm being chased by the cops. <laughs> she, she has on her like leather jacket. She has the gun holster, the oh. badge. Like she really looks like a cop. Oh and I'm running. And, and, and seriously, the next day, one of my coworkers is like, why were you running from the cops yesterday? And I'm like, dude, that was not oh the cops. Long story. God. But anyway, this car pulls up. She's like, get in. Oh, before she even says get in, I'm, I'm standing there waiting with her. I call my mom. I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to go to a cookout at my grandma's house. I'm like, Mom, I can't make it to the cookout because Mariska Hargitay, the lady from Law & Order, showed up at my job, and I'm going somewhere with her. And my mom's like, no, the hell you're not. You don't know that lady. She's like, she's a stranger. She's like, what if it's not even Mariska Hargitay? What if it's an imposter? And I'm like, Mom, she's not Michael Jackson. I don't think there's, like, <laughs> Mariska Hargitay imposter. Lookalikes, exactly. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe. Running around James New Dean, York City. Elvis. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, well, I have a report with her. Like, we, we emailed back and forth, so I know it's really her. She's like, fine. Have fun. She's like, bring her to the cookout. I'm like, Mariska Hargitay does not want to come to grandma's cookout. So she might. I mean, she might. No, so I get in the car. She's like, get in. Where we're going is to the set. She has snuck off the set of Law and Order SVU because it was um, a few blocks away from where I work. She comes to get me. She's like, wait here. I'm waiting in her trailer. She goes out there. She comes back and we sit and talk. And Holy she's like, man, I just think shit. you're amazing. You're you're such a beautiful soul. Put me on the show. And, oh yeah, right? But I wasn't even acting. I wasn't even doing com- comedy back then. I was a rapper. So she's like, what do you do? Like, what are you up to? And I'm like, I'm a rapper. She's like, I'm going to hear your music. I was like, I'll email it to you. I freaking email her some of my songs. She's like, this one song, I love it so much. She puts it on her website. She has like a list of Mariska's favorite things. She's got her favorite food her favorite book her favorite song was my song it was a song called one of these days and it was on her website for like a year i ended up getting fans of hers which was a little weird for me because like her fans became my fans they're like i love you i'm like y'all gotta chill they were like writing me letters and stuff i was like now i'm getting scared this is cute but also weird because like oh my goodness but no mariska hargitay is a freaking saint and an angel and she made my day and i tell this story every chance i get wow that's like oprah powers Correspond with her. I do not. Um, we kept in touch, touch a little bit. You know what's so funny? You remember that sitcom Hope and Faith with sure. Kelly Ripa and uh-huh. Faith Ford? Yep. <clears throat> I went to a taping of Hope and Faith one day with my friend. A big SUV pulls up. Who gets out? Mariska. Mariska Hargitay. I'm like, dude, you got to stop stalking me. Everywhere I go, there you are. She's like, what are you doing here? You're stalking me. I'm like, no. Like, we had this, like, funny thing where we, like, accusing each other of stalking each other. Come to find out, her husband was on that episode. Ah. So I'm in the audience. She's in the audience watching her husband. Wow. <laughs> the yes, freaking uh, warm-up. Yeah, Peter Herman. Shout right. out to Peter Herman. He and I have the same birthday. But anyway. Very cool. The audience warm-up person 
comes to the audience. He's like, does anybody have an unbelievable, outrageous story that you can tell us right now? I'm like, you got to pick me. So he comes up to me. He asks me. I tell him this story about Mariska Hargitay. And he's like, you know what? I don't believe you. I think you're lying. And guess what? Mariska's in the audience. I'm going to ask her if that's true. He runs over to her. And he's like, Mariska, this lady over here is lying about you. Is this true? And she's like, every word of what she just said is absolutely true. Uh, the whole audience is like, Whoa. It was like a uh, full circle moment. It was amazing. I mean, who would make that up? It's right. so random. You can't even like, make something I, I, exactly. like that it's so random it sounds like a so dream like I had beautiful. a dream Mariska Hargitay came to my job and we were running up and down the street like that what? is my dream <laughs> you always you know he's obsessed with the, the, yeah the cast yeah, but the I don't crew. keep in touch with her anymore like she had kids and she got super busy and like I would email her still sometimes and she wouldn't email me back and I'm not a big fan of talking to myself via email so right. I just stopped because right. I'm like oh, yeah, I find, I find it very therapeutic myself Talk, talking to yourself <laughs> I like responses even if it's once no. in a while and you know what's so no, funny I, I ran into her once while I was um when I first moved to LA. She was so happy to see me. She's like, You never email me anymore. I'm like, Well, bitch, you never email me back. But <laughs> you, she's like, No, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just, like so busy, but you should still email me sometimes. And I'm like, well, Okay, I will. You should. And then I, I never did. I don't I even wonder, know if that's her email anymore. I wonder um, if she's aware of your success as a comedian. <laughs> I, don't I mean think you that really she is because she so knows you've me grown. by my yeah, she knows me by my real name. And, you know, sometimes I, I comment on her um, Instagram and stuff, but she never responds. I don't think she knows that it's me. I bet she does not know. She no, probably doesn't, she doesn't know. know who Brooklyn Jones what, what is. What you have done is, like, in a very short amount of time, yeah. right? Like, how long have you been doing comedy? I've been doing it for a while. I started right before I moved to L.A., so um, you started in New York, yeah. like nine years ago. <laughs> like nine years ago, but I wouldn't but say that I was long. doing it for nine no. years. Not at all. I wouldn't say I was doing it for nine years either. I, I feel like I've been doing it more for like five-ish years because like, yeah, I like, started and I, you know, I dabbled in it and I took like little breaks and I dabbled a little right. more and then my house burned down in New York. What? That's how I ended up in LA. Oh my God. Yeah, my apartment burned. I had just lost my job maybe three weeks before that. Oh. So, and, and I was waiting for my unemployment and they, there was some kind of discrepancy and, there, and so I wasn't getting any money. Oh, Did it have shit. anything to do with the why the cops were chasing you? <laughs> <laughs> just no. saying discrepancies, you know, a little no. shady. The reason the cops were chasing me because I know people want to know before we forget. <laughs> they were actually chasing me and my mom. Rich. Me and my mom are ride or die bitches together. So um, I had, I, I was going through a t really tough time at Obviously, that moment. Obviously, losing and, your job. Yeah, and, and I had also not had a place to stay. And in New York, instead of renting an apartment, you can rent a room. Just like here, right. people yeah. have SRO, roommates. You can do I lived here for a long time. But in New York, yeah. you can like rent a room for a weekly fee. And they have mm -hmm. like these little... They have these little real estates where you just for rooms. Yeah, right. so I go I to this that. real estate and I'm like, I need a place to stay. I want to rent a room. So they he took like some kind of deposit or whatever, and he's like, here's the address. He took my deposit. I mm. go up to the address. I'm like, hi, I'm here to rent the room. And the lady's like, what room? I don't know what you're talking oh. about. Oh, man, so the guy stole my, my money. Agent. Yeah, and I'm already like down on my luck. I'm, oh, I'm screwed already. Man. And then he stole my money. So my mom went up there with me, <laughs> and we're like, you're going to give us our money back. And he's like, I ain't giving you shit. And we're like, motherfucker, you gonna give us our money back or you gonna get your ass beat. Yeah. So That's he hard. didn't give us our right. money back. So my mom snatched his laptop. Good. So I was like, yeah, give me the laptop. So we like snatched his laptop and we ran. So we're running and he's chasing us and we're running oh down the stairs. And, and we were on like the 15th floor. We ran all the way down 15th floor. You have an um, awesome mom, by the yeah, way. Yeah, my mom's crazy, just like I me. She's her. crazier than me. I love she, her already. She's, she cussed him out. She's like, fuck you. We, we're stealing it. all your shit. I love your mom. Right? So we're like running with the laptop and the laptop's like slowing us down. We didn't even want it. We just took it, you know, just for the principal. So we 
through the laptop on the steps and we kept running. But of course, um, when I when I applied for this little apartment thingy, he had my information, my phone number and everything. Right. So now I have the cops calling me like, you're going to jail, bitch. So I'm like, oh God, I'm going oh to jail. They're like, God. we're out here looking for you. I'm like, mom, we need to split up because they're looking for two women. <laughs> <laughs> it should be him he should be the one that the cops get mom goes underground yeah and I was telling him I'm like you're after the wrong person this man stole my money we're just trying to get our money back and they're like yeah but you shouldn't have went up there and took his laptop that's like burglary or some BS it is but you know so yeah that's why I was running from the cops so when I was at my job I really thought that Mariska Hargitay was there to arrest me before I realized that's hilarious what is going on yeah so then I got I ended up getting a room so I'm living there with roommates um nice apartment i'm living there for several months you know and then the freaking place burns down wow so now i have no job no apartment you know my unemployment didn't kick in because there was some kind of discrepancy but this is the crazy thing the next day the next day um the red cross the red cross is trash by the way don't donate to the red cross but anyway i never do absolute trash yeah so the red cross were like we're here to help you so they gave me this a uh, watered down hot chocolate a crunchy ass blanket and they gave me a 50 dollars gift card and they said we're gonna give you a place to stay right i'm like great the red cross is gonna take care of me they sent me to the ymca mm. they paid for me to stay there for two days i think maybe three and they're like here's this paper take it down to this office so i go down to the office and um I'm like, I'm here. They said you're going to help me find a new place to live. And they're like, no, we don't do that. Here, take this paper down to this office. I go down to the office. It's a freaking welfare office. I'm like, you sent me to the welfare office? I could have done that on my own. So I get to the welfare <laughs> office. I'm like, you know, I don't need a Red Cross to send like, me to the I welfare. I don't have kids. What am I doing at the yeah. welfare office? So at the freaking welfare office, I'm like, the Red Cross sent me. They said you're going to help me find an apartment. So they're like, give me the lease. And I'm like, the place burned down. I don't have the lease. And furthermore, I was living with roommates and they will have the lease. So they're like, uh, get the lease from them. These people were Dominican. And every winter, they go to the Dominican Republic and stay there until the summertime. Because they don't want to be freezing. They had just Smart. left maybe two, maybe a week or two before that. So they're nowhere to be found. <clears throat> they're not coming back. Because yeah. the building burned down. So they have nothing to come back to. Mm. So they're like, well... Uh, if you don't bring the lease, produce the roommates. I'm like, I can't produce the roommates. They're in the Dominican Republic. Right. Oh. So they're like, oh, well, there's nothing we can do for you. So I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? Just live on the street? And the lady goes, well, that's up to you. Wow. Yeah. So I'm just outside. Oh, my God. <laughs> with nothing. My clothes, everything's burnt up in my house. I'm just like outside. Um, wow. Yeah. My mom was living somewhere where she didn't really have room for me, you know. So I stayed with my sister for um, maybe two months and luckily for me, the day after my apartment burned down, my unemployment kicked in. And I got so lucky because, like I said, I had lost my job. So I hadn't paid my rent for like a few. It was a weekly thing. I hadn't paid my rent for about four weeks. So I told my um, roommates, I'm like, look, as soon as I get paid, I'll send you, give you all the back money. And... um Lucky for me, I got the money after the place burned down. And they were like, you need to hold on to that money because you're going to need it to right. find the place. Pay for them. But if yeah. the place, if I had gotten my money on time, I would have yeah. given it to them. Then I would have had nothing. Yeah. So it, it, it all out. worked out. Yeah. Yeah. You would have been down to the DR spending your money yeah. in a nice warm weather while you were freezing your yeah. ass off. But they were so nice. They were like, you don't have to send us any money. You need that money to live. They were like, do you need us to send you some money? Like they were going to send me some money. So I moved out to Los Angeles with nothing but a suitcase full of smoky clothing like whatever I could salvage because wow. the uh, firemen let us back in 
Um, and I was so delusional. I was like, when, it, when when can we go back in? Like, scandal comes on tonight. And, like, can you just put the fire out so we can go back home? And he's like, ma'am, you can never go back in there. Like, this place is totaled. Done. Yeah, yeah. So they were like, you're lucky if you can go in there and salvage some of your stuff. So I lost so much stuff. Oh, so no. much stuff to the point I don't even know everything I lost. Like, yeah. every once in a while, I'm like, hey, whatever happened to those shoes I had? Oh, I must have lost those in the what fire. What about, like, photo albums and so, stuff? Lucky for me, um, my photo albums were at... Marishka's house. Yeah. No, one of my friends had it because I had like a bunch of stuff at his house because oh, so they were like fine. I was living in a room so I couldn't fit like all the stuff that I had. So one of my friends had like my stuff. And then remember I said that um, I had... I had just left it, like, at my friend's. I didn't have everything. So, luckily, everything didn't get destroyed. So, so I still had, like, my, my uh, photo albums and, like, my, my records good. and so, my Janet Jackson tour books. But, like, a lot of my clothes got destroyed and my shoes. and That can all be replaced. Some electronics. Yeah. You can't it, lose, like, an animal or, like, yeah. a, you know. It made me realize that stuff is just stuff. And stuff ever since stuff. then, I don't I really place much value on stuff, stuff anymore. Hey, I like my stuff. I, I he like likes his stuff. stuff. I, like I don't my like my stuff. I don't like stuff. <laughs> I like it, but I, I don't stuff. care about it. He's got a and, lot of stuff. And you know what's so funny? Like, after that happened, I was kind of traumatized and well, like, yeah, very unstable for a while. Jeez. And then, like, when I moved out here, I had nowhere to go. You know, like, my friend let me stay with her for a while. So I stayed with one friend for a couple of months and this is the funny part my friend um shout out to shani she's a singer famous singer her husband's a famous actor she let me stay with them and while i was staying with them they had just started filming their reality show they had a reality show on the oprah winfrey network and i was just there you know i'm just like this homeless hobo staying in their house trying to stay out of the way of the cameras but that's cool yeah but the producers were like She's hilarious. Why isn't she on the show? <laughs> They're like, we need her on the show. So by the by the second half of the first season, I'm on the show. Giving some flavor. Yeah. And then by yeah. the second season, I'm a regular on the show. So I go oh from my God. I go from being burned out of my house to being uh, <laughs> a, series a series regular on a freaking reality show on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Were they but, paying you for that? Yeah, they were paying me. I Good feel work. like this is the this is your trajectory, man. So, like this is what happens yeah. in the life Wait. of Brooklyn Jones. It was so, so weird. So let me ask so you're living in new york mm-hmm. you've got a day gig mm-hmm. and you're rapping mm-hmm. and you had a band or you know no, i was just a rapper by myself stri- i was just like on the underground going gotcha. to little ciphers and stuff rapping and then how did you get introduced to stand-up comedy you know what i started to get older and the older i got i felt stupid rapping i was like i'm too old to be doing this and thinking back, I really not, wasn't not old. I was probably You're like 26. Oh, and I was man. like, I'm too old to be rapping. And like everybody was rapping. And it just felt dumb because everybody, every time somebody would be like, what do you do? And I say, I'm a rapper. It just sounded dumb. And I was like, I don't think I want to rap anymore. I'm embarrassed. So badass. I came to a crossroads and I was like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Like all my life since I was a 13, I wanted to be a rapper. Now I'm 26. I don't want to be a rapper anymore. So I was like, what do I do? Kind of at this yeah, crossroads. and and so many people told me you're hilarious. You should be a comedian. Just like everything you say is funny. <laughs> yeah, they're like you're crazy. You should be a comedian. And I heard it so much, and I was like, maybe they're right. <clears throat> so I took a comedy workshop. 
You know how they have like those four week comedy workshops? Right. I took a workshop with this uh, comedian named Clayton Fletcher. So he mm. basically, you know, he know taught, him. he was in New York. He basically taught like, you know, the business of comedy. He, you, you can't really see somebody how to be funny, but he kind of taught, you know, right. like how to set I, up a I joke, punchline, yes. how to trim Etiquette. the fat. Because sometimes yes. people go on too long. You don't need all yes. that. Just get to the point and yes. get to the punchline. Yes. So he kind of taught that. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the workshop, we had to do a comedy show in front of our family and friends at a real comedy club. Where? Um, it was at, uh, I think, New York Comedy Club. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we did that. And this is how I knew I was on the right track with my comedy because when we were doing the show, Clayton was coming up with the lineup and all my classmates were like, don't put me up after Brooklyn. I can't follow her. She's too funny. Nobody oh. wanted to follow me. So I ended up going up last because nobody wanted to follow me. And I was like, I must be good at this because nobody wants to follow me. They were like, no, don't put me up after her. She's too funny. And I'm like, oh, okay. I agree with that. <laughs> In fact, uh, next time you're on my show, Bottle Shock, I'm going to have you headline. Cool. And I Thank remember, you. yeah, I'm not, I, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I'm going to have you headline next time. Thank you. You are hard to follow. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, that was like an eye opening moment. And I'm like, I found purpose again. Like now I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I, I was hearing it for years, but I would just ignore it. Cause it's like, it's one thing to just be funny with your friends. And it's another thing to be on stage and be funny planned. Cause I'm mm -hmm. like a spontaneous. Two different person. kinds of funny. Yeah. So I was but a little nervous and apprehensive. Both. Cause I was like, I don't know if I could be funny on cue. Mm. Yeah. I'm just like a crazy person in general, but how do I do that? You know, like, hey, everybody laugh at me, you know? So I was nervous, but I tried it and, and it worked. It. You got yeah. it, yes. Yeah. So when you're in, in L.A., you know, you're on the reality TV show, but are you, like, hitting open mics or how um, are you building the muscle? At, yeah, at first I wasn't because I had just gotten here. Um, my friend that I was staying with was all the way out, like, in Valencia or some somewhere super far. I'm a New Yorker. I don't know how to drive. <laughs> Right. right. That's so common. how am I getting anywhere? Yeah. You know, right. I didn't know how to get around. Right. So I wasn't doing any open mics at first. Um, I didn't really start getting back out there till I got my own. I got like a little efficiency studio in Hollywood. And uh, my friend's uncle taught me how to take the train out here. He was like, you need to be able to get around. I'm going to show you that, you know, they have a metro out here. Yeah. So he taught me how to take the bus and the train. So then I started getting up a little bit more open mics and stuff. Okay. Yeah. So did you do the comedybureau.com or how did or did you just I know him. You know what? I know, I I'm know lying. Jane. That's I, what I I'm did. I'm lying. I didn't do any open mics. What I did was um one of my friends, her name was Michelle. She had her own show at Flappers in the oh, Yoohoo. Okay. So she booked me on her show cuz oh, I was okay. like <clears throat> I knew her on Facebook before I moved out here. And she's like, "Hey, if you're ever out here, hit me up. You can do my show at, at Flappers." So when I got out here, I was like, "Hey, can I still do your show at Flappers?" So she's like, "Yeah, come through." I go over there, I do her show, and I'm like, "I want a show at Flappers. How do I get a show at Flappers?" She's like, "Talk to Richie. He'll give you a show." So I talk shout out to Richie Lee's. I talked to Richie Lee's. I'm like, yeah, I want yeah, my own Richie show. Lee. He's, he's in like, Florida now. Yeah, yeah he moved like to Florida. Was, right? Yeah, nice guy. Yeah, he's the best. Uh -huh. So he gave, he gave me my own show at the Yoohoo Room before I I didn't I didn't know anything about uh, having a comedy show, but I had my yeah. own show in the Yoohoo Room. It was called the Brooklyn and Burbank Comedy Show. Perfect. I booked all these people. Like back then, I didn't know who any of the like the LA comedians were. <laughs> 
But now, like, looking back at my old flyers, I booked, like, big names. I had Tony Baker headline my show. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. I had, like, so many, like, names on my show. Yeah, I and I didn't Tony know Baker. who Tony Baker was. I was new to L.A. I like Tony. So I didn't even, like, that's how I met him. Like, But he really crescendoed. Oh, Tony Baker's I mean, he, amazing. He's, he's huge right now. now. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. he really crescendoed a yeah, lot, really like, even since I've been here. Yeah. So that's yeah. how I got my footing as a comedian. I had my that's own hilarious. show. So I was booking other people. And then sometimes mm-hmm. we trade spots like, hey, you should come on my show. Yeah, that's so, how you do yeah. it. And it's exactly. so funny because I did that show one day and this guy named Tim saw me and he was like, you're funny. You should come do this show. I'm, I'm helping to produce at the comedy store. He's like, it's tomorrow. Come come through tomorrow. Right. I'm like, OK. So I show up at the comedy store. So line around the block. I'm like, there's no way that's the show I'm going to be on. I'm, I'm probably in the show in the smaller room. Right. I get in there. It's the most popular show of the week is it turned up Tuesday is what it was called. Okay. Red Grant was hosting it line around the corner. Damn. That's great. I'm on this show because they have like newer comedians. They put them up early. It was like five of us. It was like only one I remember was me, Shantae Wayans and yep. like three other com- comedians. But even then I'm like, Oh shit, I'm on the same show as Shantae Wayans. I'm doing yeah. something right. Yeah. yeah. So I get up, I do my little comedy. I get good laughs. Shantae does her thing. I hear this voice in the, in the background. I'm like this, some, this voice sounds familiar. I go back there. Who is it? Kevin Hart. I'm like, oh holy moly. I'm on the same show as Kevin Hart. Right right after me and Shantae went up, Kevin Hart goes up. Then maybe two more people go up. Who goes up next? Cat Williams. Shit. I'm like, crap. And then, I, mind you, I didn't have a car. So one of my friends was like, I'm leaving. Do you need a ride home? I'm like, I, absolutely. So I leave early. I leave. My friend drives me home. I get home. My friend texts me. Another friend. You shouldn't have left. Dave Chappelle's up right now. Uh, but I was so upset, but I was excited at the same time because I was like, I just did a show with Kevin Hart, Cat Williams, and Dave Chappelle. Like, yeah. I was in the same Damn. lineup. I was like, I'm on the right track. You're on so the right track. So at some point, you're people so are going to be saying the, my name the way I'm saying uh, this. That, that's like, right. I was on stage oh, the same no. show with Brooklyn Jones. You're so. working hard. I'm working so hard. And, and you, have a, you have innate talent on top of it. Thank so you. on top of your work ethic, you know, that, that helps so much. You are dem- you have the rhythm, yeah. you know, and, and you have the structure, the joke structure. And you have, you know, I, that could be classes combination with experience yeah. now, right? Because mm-hmm. you've been doing it for a while. Yeah. But so tell us about your comedy special. Oh, my God. So the comedy special came about. It's so crazy. I was just, you know, at home minding my own business. And um, do you know Lisa Sunset? Yes, I do. of course. Lisa Sunset. Yes. Pretty funny, Pretty funny women. women. Huge exactly. contribution to the comedy community. <laughs> Huge contribution yes, to the comedy community. Wonderful. Especially women in comedy. She takes yes. such good care of women in comedy. Yes, she does. Now, I know Lisa Sunset because she had her own show at the Laugh Factory, right? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be on it. At this time, I didn't know that Lisa Sunset only books her students because she's a comedy. Uh, she does Teacher. those comedy workshops that I was right. talking about. So she does like she teaches comedy classes. Mm-hmm. And um, just like the workshop I was on, when you're at the end of it, you go up at a real comedy club and you do the show. I didn't know this. So I emailed her out of the blue. I'm like, hey, Lisa, I see you have a show at uh, at um, Laugh Factory at the time. Um, I would no- like to know if I could be on it. Here is a link to some of my stand-up. So I sent her the link. She writes me back, and she's like, hey, I don't usually book people who didn't take my class. But you're so funny. I want to book you anyway. And I'm like, really? Uh-huh. So she books me on the uh-huh. show. She's like, you're amazing. So ever since then, I've been, like, off and on, I'll do her shows. Like, she, a lot of times she books me to headline her shows. So I'm actually headlining her show at the um, comedy store in La Jolla on oh, July 26th. I heard that's a great show. Yeah. So yeah. I'm headlining that show. But... um. 
from doing her show, Lisa's just like, I love you. You're so funny. So there was this um, comedy show happening in the Dominican Republic. They were looking for black female comedians from all over. Your the old U roommates had nothing to do with this, did they? Which ones? The ones from the, the Dominican, ones from the Dominican Republic. Republic. Right, want to make sure you know that so this funny? wasn't like I didn't even think about back. them one time. While That's I what I do. <laughs> I felt it's terrible. I didn't think back. about them one time Might be while a little I was bit there. Of a bit there. Yeah. Right, that was so good. I forgot all about those people. Shout out to Juan and Maria. I'm so sorry. They probably don't even remember me, but um, um I, I bet they do. <laughs> that would be nice. You're very memorable. <laughs> Thank you. So, um. They were like, we're looking for black female comedians. We have a couple, but, you know, we need another one. So they asked Lisa Sunset, do you know any, like, really funny black female comedians? And she's like, I have the per perfect person for you. So she gives my name to Vicky Barbalak. Yes. Vic shout out to Vicky Barbalak. Yes. Vicky Barbalak calls me. She's like, we're booking a comedy show in the Dominican Republic. We want to know if you're interested. And I'm like, hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> so they fly me out to the Dominican Republic. They Beautiful. put me up in this fancy-ass resort. All expense paid. Beautiful. Freaking um, balcony, looking out on the beach. They're like, mm -hmm. room service is already paid for. Order whatever nice. you want, whenever you want. And yes. I'm kind of an introvert because they're like, you know, all the restaurants on the resort, all you got to do is make a reservation. You go in there, you eat for free. Like, everything is paid for. Wow. But I'm such love, an introvert, and it was so beautiful. Most of the time that I ate, I was eating in my room. I was like, I just want room service. I'm going to sit on this balcony and look at this beach and listen to <laughs> the ocean. Like, I don't want to... Sounds like a slice of heaven. <laughs> it was. I it was so it. beautiful. So I, I did it. this um, comedy special. It was uh, me, Kelly Kells, Ashima Franklin, Alicia Cooper, uh. Just Niche, and also uh, Crystal Powell was out there. She was on a different show, but they, they filmed like three different shows. But we just we had, had Crystal Powell on the you show. You did? Yeah. I yeah. love Crystal, Crystal. Powell. She's such, yeah. she's such a good person. She like, is such a good soul, person. She's a good person. Yes. Shout out to Crystal Powell. Um, Crystal. She's so sweet. So we were all in the Dominican Republic. And, it, and, and a thing I, I got to say about Crystal Powell is that... Um, so they booked me, and then the other girls that they booked, they were all on a tour together already. So it was like them and me. So I kind of felt like the outcast, and I'm like, yeah, they're all on tour. But Crystal was like, no, you're, you're oh, one of them. Like, she, she made sure great. to embrace me. And she's yeah. like, don't keep, don't keep saying that, that we're on tour together. And you're No, we're all in this together. So she just made me feel uh, so welcome, and I always appre appreciate Crystal Powell for that. But uh, the show was freaking amazing. So cool. It was so much fun. It was a difficult show because, like, they advertised it to everyone, but most of the people who showed up were like Dominican people who didn't speak English. So it was really hard to get Ooh, those uh, those laughs. Yeah, yeah. Because they only spoke a little bit of English. That'd be a you know, challenge. so it was a huge challenge. But it was it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was a lot of fun. And now it's it's on Peacock. It's called Black Girl Magic. Black Girl Magic. So um, so guys, so okay. So the comedy special because um, you have you have your entire set online. Right. And then and then there's Black Girl Magic. Is that the same? That's the set plucked out from Black Girl Magic. Mm -mm. OK, so Black Girl Magic. I did new stuff on Black Girl Magic, uh -huh. but then I incorporated some of my stuff, like some of the stuff you'll hear on my sets that I do now. You might hear like two or three jokes from Black Girl Magic, but most of my set from Black Girl Magic was something different. I didn't want to like just put all my jokes on there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I totally don't wanna, you don't yeah. want to burn your material. Yeah, I don't want to burn it. I burned some of it, right. but I still 
have a lot of other stuff. And then, like, I did another special called the Comedy Underground series. And, you know, I, I used a lot of my material on that, too. But no shade to them. But not a lot of people watch that. So I don't feel like I really burned through it. So I could still, like, a lot of that <laughs> stuff, even the stuff on Black Girl Magic, not a lot of people watch that. So I could still use a lot of that material. Like, if I get an HBO special, if they don't care if I use some of the same jokes, I could do it again. Because nobody heard them. Well, you know, it's interesting because I, I, I did my special kind of a long time ago in 2020. And some of that material, what happens is it morphs into its whole into a whole new thing. Yeah. Where the only the only similarity is the premise. Yeah. But everything else has changed. Mm -hmm. It just kind of takes on well, a whole other Well that's what happens you know, with stand up comedy. That's yeah. why, you know, when <clears throat> When you talk about how long does it take to develop a joke or how yeah. long does it take to develop a bit, you know, it's months and months and months and months of trial and error yeah. and changing and rewriting and bringing it back up and yeah. trial and error again. And the, the next thing you know, nine months in, mm -hmm. you've got this killer bit that was spawned off of something that mm -hmm. isn't even in existence anymore. Yeah, it's ever developing. Yeah. So, and sometimes like I'll have a joke that I did a long time ago and I forgot all about it. And then I'll remember it like, hey, I should say that again. You know, and That's it's like good. a new joke. Yeah. But it's new because you're not the same artist as That's you were. True. You know, I... Yes. I I, so I've been doing stand-up 37 years, and I will go through old notebooks sometimes, mm -hmm. and I'll pull stuff out, and I'll do something on stage. Recently, I did something on stage about the Grateful Dead, and it was something I hadn't done in easily 15 years. Wow. Not only am I a different comedian, but I'm a different person. So it was very fresh and very new and very fun, yeah. and, but it wasn't the same as it was when I had done it 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, So it kind of takes on a, a new life. Yeah. Because you're a different artist. Yep. And Grateful the, Dead is a different group at this point, too. Yeah, yeah. Dead and Coke. Yeah, I'm supposed exactly. to be there right now. I don't even want to talk about it. It's a very sore subject dead. right he now. loves the dead. Very sore He's subject right dead now. dead head. Oh, wow. Uh, yes. Are they still this, alive? <laughs> yes, and this weekend is the last weekend Dead and Company is playing are together. Not, not, are you going to get to see them? Unfortunately not. I oh. took Sarah in May. We went to go see them oh, at the well, forum. Oh, I saw them. But, oh, I've seen them many, many times. I'm, I'm, I used to book my stand-up comedy tours around Grateful Dead tour back in the <laughs> 80s and 90s. Seriously. I love that. Yeah, love but the, right. but tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday, they're playing in San Francisco, the last three shows of Dead and Company, wow. and uh, I'm not there. Oh. Well, well you're here with me. Have a good time. Right. We, we yeah. 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 So, yeah, we I, have, I have Co. a lot, yes, a we lot did. of material. Right now, I'm trying to... I'm trying to try out cruise ships. I think I want to give that a try. You would be And I have great. enough material for that now because you need about an hour and a half. Yeah, that's what I ships. hear. Yeah, and I have that. So I'm reaching out to people now. We're so thinking about hopefully. doing the same. That'd be pretty I cool if we were. would be really good on a cruise ship. It'd be, it'd be great if we were, you know. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool if you're oh. in the lineup? Oh, you know, oh yeah. You yeah. know, way back when, and when I say way back when, I mean like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. So not for, not so long ago. To go on the cruise ships was kind of a, it was a negative thing. Oh, really? To be a cruise ship comedian. Yes. Wow. Now it's different. Yeah, I don't care. They, they pay well. They pay right. on the cruise. Exactly. My, 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 my friend great, works Brooklyn. on the cruise ships all the time. He said, I'm never doing another comedy club again. Right? He goes, you should never do another comedy club again. Get on the ships. You make way more money. They treat you better. See? It's, it's just better in every respect. And that's what I'm trying to do. I mean, it's not like going to be my only thing, but it's definitely... 
definitely something that I want to do. Especially now, uh, the writer strike, everything's on strike. You got to get in where you fit in. And you know what I mean? You got to take right. whatever work you can get. Hell yeah. Point. And work begets work. You never yeah. know where that will lead. But right. one thing, one thing for sure where it will lead you will become a stronger comic after that experience. Yes. And no, I so, just no matter what, yeah. stand-up comedy, and again, there is a caveat here, and that is if you're doing it correctly, because <laughs> Stanislavski said, practice does not make perfect. Perfect practice oh, makes perfect. That's so good. I never if, if you go to the gym every day and you're working out incorrectly, mm -hmm. your workouts are not going to have much of an effect on you. That's true. Comedy is very much the same way. Mm -hmm. If you're going on stage all the time, but you're not doing it the right way, you're not going to grow. Yeah. So you have to be willing to adapt and you have to understand that there's certain rules about comedy and certain aspects of the art form that are absolutes and mm -hmm. there's no way around this. It's just how the art form works. Mm -hmm. And like anything else that's technical, like a golf swing or tennis or anything else like that, if you're doing it incorrectly, you're not going to get better. Yeah. That but makes sense. If you're if you're if you continue to go on stage and you continue to grow and you continue to be open minded about not only your act but about your joke writing and your perceptions of life and what you're willing to talk about on stage, mm -hmm. you will get better. Mm -hmm. Your comedy will become stronger. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love work. to do that. So. But I, 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 you know, I know yeah, you're putting in the work. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. yeah, you have to. And that's the thing. And this is what I was going to say. It's kind of like there's something to be said about hours at the wheel. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And the more hours you have at the wheel, the better pilot you're going to be. Mm -hmm. You know, advice from Rich Chesler. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that in a very Tell me cat's when you voice. That <laughs> <laughs> was a very cat's voice. <laughs> no, it's great. No, I mean, we've seen comics who do the same, you know, well, it opened my, like back in the open mic phase, you didn't do the open mic phase. Good for you. Not I really. did, but I, I used to see comics who did the same goddamn bit the exact same way yeah. every single night. I don't think I've ever done the same exact comedy show twice. Like, I, I'll do the same jokes, but yeah. somehow I'll, I'll switch out some and put in new ones. Something happens where I say something that's going on. It's always a little bit different. Yes. You know, I still have... I, I, not, I mean, You're not I scripted. Have, no, I have jokes that I've been doing for years, but they might not always be in the same order. Yes. Sometimes I'll take some out, put some new ones in, or sometimes I'll do, like, my tried and true jokes and squeeze a new one in to see how that works. Like, sure. But I don't think I've ever done the exact same set no twice. Way. No, uh -uh. I've never seen... I, every, every time I see you, it's fresh. Mm, thank you. Is there anything you want to plug? Anything you have coming up? This drops on Monday, so... Oh, this drops on Monday. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, come see me at the Comedy Store in La Jolla. I am headlining the Pretty Funny Women comedy show. What's the date? That's going to uh, July 26th. There you yeah. go. So July Eight. 26th, I'm headlining nice Comedy spot. Store in La Jolla. Um, also, That's a beautiful room. Yeah. I'm excited. I've never done that one it's before. It's a big room. Yeah, I've, yeah. You know, I just started branching out more doing comedy shows farther out because believe it or not I just learned how to drive in the pandemic oh I love it yeah great yeah I can't wait <laughs> to hear those stories I was a New stories. Yorker through and through and then I was like oh crap they're breathing on the train they're breathing on the bus they're breathing in Ubers I'm gonna have to learn how to drive right. so yeah I learned how to drive during the pandemic I got my first car so now I'm out there on the streets I'm a pretty good driver though believe it or not 
I had well, a little, I had a couple of well, uh, yeah, sketchy you're moments. You're but now, lucky. You're lucky great. because now that you can drive, you can go actually go on the road, and that's yeah. where you're really gonna yeah. grow and I get. I really want to go on the road, but I being can't on the road yet because I don't trust my car. I have an old car, right? So I need a, I need a, I need to make that cruise money so I can buy a newer car. That's right. Then I'll go oh. on the road because right. my little car. Mm-mm, if I try to drive to Vegas, I'm not trying to get stranded in the middle of the desert with a 1998 Saturn. Well, everybody help Brooklyn out. Yeah, yeah. And, get uh, Brooklyn your money. Yeah, throw, give me your money. I need stars. a car. Or Are give you me your stars on Facebook so they can donate? Yeah, give you. me your extra car so, if you have one. So how do people find you online? What are your uh, socials? I'm very active on Instagram. So my Instagram is at It's Brooklyn Jones. I-T-S-B-R-O-O-K-L-Y-N-J-O-N-E-S. Um, I'm on Facebook as Brooklyn Jones. I'm on threads now, you know, threads. Oh, it's the I same as I like yeah. threads. It's the same as my Instagram. Those are where I'm most active. I'm on Twitter, but I'm not very active. I only go on Twitter to complain about <laughs> like if I if I go to a restaurant and they get my order wrong, I'll complain on, on Twitter and then they'll be like, here's a gift card. They really don't like it. When you slam a company they on really Twitter, don't. they do not like it. They fix that. I've gotten a lot of free I've okay. gotten a lot of free Man. fixes from yeah. going on Twitter and going WTF yeah, Oliver Peebles glasses. If you call them, they don't care. But no, if you tweet but you them, put it on tweet. Yeah, yeah, because when you call them, only one person's hearing the complaint. Yeah. When right. you tweet it, it's thousands. It goes to the corporate. You yeah. better believe yeah. it. I went, I went to this ice cream spot once. Well, uh, frozen yogurts, but I won't say the name because they rectified it. But they gave me this yogurt <laughs> and it tasted spoiled. And I was like, "There's something wrong with this yogurt." So I go back and I'm like, "I don't." This yogurt's not good. And they're like, oh, well, that's too bad. You know, and I'm like, well, can I have my money back? And they're like, we don't do refunds. They're like, you want another one? And I'm like, I don't want another one. It's going to taste just like this because it was like soft serve. So they're like, oh, well, that's too bad. So I tweet them. And I'm like, these MFs gave me spoiled yogurt. <laughs> that's right. And they won't give me my money back. And the freaking CEO of the company, yep. not even like, not even the actual, you know, the social media page of the company. No, the CEO tweets me. He's like, what happened? And I tell him. And he gives me like a $50 gift card to the freaking place where I can eat yogurt for months. Oh, yeah. And you know, they had different locations. So, of course, the other locations weren't spoiled. But after that, I was like, oh, from now on, that's what I'm doing. That's it's what they out. Well, I wonder because yes. you you posted a brilliant joke on tw- you tweeted um, the other day about Elon Musk. It was so funny. You said oh. you you tweeted, "I hate how I don't follow Elon Musk, but I still have to read his tweets." Right? <laughs> what is that? Why are, you, why are you in my feed, Elon? I don't even follow you. Yes. Ah, oh, he's so irritating. So maybe but, he'll yeah. listen to it and he'll stop. Yeah, like, get why, out of here. Why do we have to? Yeah, why do we see all of his tweets yeah. if we're not following him? Because you know what's he so owns funny about Twitter me? now, so he <laughs> has everybody damn. locked into his. You know what's so funny about me though? Like I have such a forward-thinking mind that if I tweet a company a complaint. And they fix it. I delete the tweet because I'm like, one day I might do a commercial for them. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't want exactly. them to see complaints you don't about burn them. Any bridges. Yeah, like I have this printer by this printer company. It's absolute garbage. I was like, don't buy this printer. It's trash. And I was like, oh shit, I better you delete that. Know. I might have no, to do a Twitter, commercial for them. Twitter is great. The Marishka for letting... <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. They're like, you, sorry. you, you do commercials for products that you don't even support. Hell yeah. <laughs> right. I'll do a booze commercial. I don't even drink. 
I'll, I'll be drunk as hell the day of the commercial. Though. I'll be like, how much you want me to do? You want me to drink this wine? <laughs> what are you kidding? I'll do a commercial for drinking cyanide if it's national. I'll be a alcoholic for a day Heck to get that yeah. commercial money, honey. Well, Me and Tess Brooklyn we, is not drinking. We so. are so <laughs> glad that you came in to join you, us today. Oh, my God. You are such a Seriously. A lot of fun. You're so fun. Thank a you. A lot of fun. To you to. guys so are fun. approachable. Yeah. And well, I just know that you're going to just crescendo, 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 right? Brooklyn Thank Jones. You. Thank yeah. you so much. Absolutely. Well, before we sign off, we have a few people that we have to thank as always. Yes. Right? Firestone Vineyards. Thanks, Firestone Vineyards. For this incredibly good County. Sauvignon Blanc. Yes. Uh, this wine is so good. I'm is, drinking wine and I don't even drink don't wine. I don't like wine. I don't drink wine, but I'm drinking this wine, Firestone. that is good wine. <laughs> And Riedel, Some good-ass wine. Right. We want to thank Riedel Glasses, of course, because we Riedel. love Riedel Glasses. Thank you, Riedel. Thank you, Coravin. Thank you, Pretty Easy Podcast. Pretty Easy Podcast for taking care of the situation after the fact. Kind of pretty. Yeah, they make um, us very pretty and very easy. Yes, they do. They yes. do. Uh, and until the next time, thanks so much for tuning in. And you know what? DM us. Yes, please DM yeah, us. And, and we'll take your, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about your inquiry of... You know, on the, the show, show. Yeah. absolutely, and yeah. we have a whole slew of amazing guests lined up. So we do. keep listening. Yes. And until the next time, I'm Rich Chasler. I'm Sarah Halston. That's really cheesy. We'll see you next time. Take care. <laughs> Bye.